what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The solution was very simple, but unbelief makes it complicated. Far too many preachers today are making it complicated with their psychological jargon. The problem can't be fixed with Freud, Maslow, and Rogers. It can only be fixed with the salt of the Word of God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 2, move down if you will to verse 19, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 19, can y'all hear me out in the parking lot okay, good, good. For some reason, it's showing on the computer over here that the left side speaker's not working, or it's not picking up the recording, but if you can hear me, then we should be fine. So if I'm a little one-sided today, just overlook it. <laughs> Second Kings chapter 2, verse 19, And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord seeth. But the water is naught, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth unto the spring of the waters, and cast the salt in there, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. And I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the healing of the waters at Jericho. The healing of the waters at Jericho. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to stand before the people and to minister your word today. And I thank you for every person that you have brought this way, whether they be in the service, listening by radio, in the parking lot, uh, by the internet, by CD, wherever they may be today. Lord, I thank you for bringing them this way. And Lord, I ask for your anointing to rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, I pray that you'll anoint us all to hear and receive of your word and to be drawn a little closer to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. This is the second miracle that Elisha performed after taking up the mantle of Elijah. Strangely enough, both of these miracles had to do with water. He parted the Jordan River, so that he could get over to Jericho. And then when he was in the city of Jericho, he healed the waters. 
And I said all that to say this today. When you take up the mantle of the Lord, which typifies carrying on the work of God, God will make a way. He'll remove whatever is in the way so that you can carry out the work of God, number one. And number two, He can heal whatever's messed up in your life that can keep you from doing what God wants you to do. Oh, did you? Oh, I don't know if y'all feel that or not. But, but, but God can make a way. When you make up your mind that you're going to take up the mantle of the Lord, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And he can heal whatever is messed up in your life. And you say, well, Brother James, you don't know what I've done. I've really made a mess of things. God knows how to fix the past. Are you hearing me? He knows how to fix broken relationships. He knows how to put broken homes back together. He knows how to heal whatever is messed up in your life. And... When Elisha came to Jericho, the sons of the prophets, they met him. They knew that Elijah would be taken up to heaven. And when Elisha told them how that a chariot of fire and horsemen of fire came and took Elijah off to heaven, they had a little trouble believing that. They didn't have trouble believing that the Lord was going to take him, but they had trouble believing how. You see, you got a lot of people today believing that they're going to go to heaven, but they don't believe how you get to heaven. They think you can get to heaven by just doing good works and doing this, doing that. Are you getting this? They, they, they believed that he went to heaven. They just had a problem believing how he went. And much of the world today, they don't believe how you get to heaven. There's only one way, ladies and gentlemen, that's through and by the cross. Through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary. And they had trouble believing Elisha's story. And so they got a search party together. Fifty men. Elisha told him, said, you're wasting your time, but they kept pestering him until he said, go on, just go ahead. So they go off and they're looking for Elisha. Now, why would they do this? If you look there in verse 16, 2 Kings 2 and verse 16, this is what they were thinking. They thought that the Spirit of the Lord had taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. Think of that. They thought that the Spirit of the Lord had taken him up and let him down somewhere. Let me tell you this. When you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, number one, make sure that it's the Holy Spirit that you're listening to. Okay, test the spirits. And number two, understand that the Holy Spirit will not let you down. He will not let you down. People will let you down. But the Holy Spirit will not 
let you down. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. So while these sons of the prophets, they're off chasing some foolishness, Elisha decided he'd take a vacation there in Jericho. This is the same Jericho that Joshua conquered some 600 years earlier. At that time, the people of Jericho, these heathens, they were so evil, so wicked, so ungodly, so corrupt, that God poisoned, he cursed the waters of Jericho to where now the land is barren. They can't grow anything. And the men of the city, if you look there in verse 19, these were the leaders of the city. They came to Elisha. Let me deal with this for just a moment. By going to Elisha, these leaders were actually going to the Lord. They had a situation that they could not fix. I mean, I'm sure they had tried many things. The situation of the city was pleasant. It would have been a perfect place to live. Matter of fact, they said, you can see the situation here is pleasant, but the waters, they are poisoned. They, it's naught. We can't grow any crops here. I'm sure they had tried many things, but the water situation was beyond their ability, and they recognized that, and they went to Elisha, the man of God. They had actually, they turned to the Lord for help. Oh, how I wish our leadership in America today would turn to the Lord for help. They said the situation is pleasant. In other words, this city would be the perfect place to live were it not for the water situation. But the water situation was because of sin. There's a curse, ladies and gentlemen, attached to sin. Matter of fact, Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says that the wages of sin is death. Immediately after the fall in Genesis chapter 3, verse 14, the Lord said unto Adam, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Notice the terminology. Cursed is the ground. Cursed is the earth because of sin. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth unto thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. From out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. God created a perfect world. And understand this world would be perfect were it not for sin. And there's a curse 
attached to sin, ladies and gentlemen. And the more sin there is, the greater the curse. Now, did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. The greater the sin, the more sin increases, the stronger that curse becomes. The reason we have the increase in natural disasters today, the hurricanes that come in and the tornadoes, the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the, the list goes on and on. The reason for these natural t disasters, ladies and gentlemen, the increase in these things is because there's an increase in sin and rebellion against God. That's the reason for it. But the world out here will laugh at that. Well, I laugh at them. Because our leadership is spending billions of dollars today on climate change. That'd be like the leaders of Jericho planting flowers around that poison water there in the city thinking that's going to help the situation. My friend, you can plant all the flowers you want. You can put a gold pump on that well if you want to and have a parade if you want to. That's not going to fix the problem. And all of our efforts to try to fix a problem... We only exacerbate the problem or create an even bigger problem than what we had to start with. That's man's solution. That's man's trying to fix something. Oh, but when we turn to the Lord, like these leaders had sense enough to do, they turned to Elisha, in essence, turning to the Lord. And the Lord had the solution. They said, the ground is barren. It's not productive. The farmers, they were not able to plant their crops because of this poison water. And so it is with the heart of man. That which flows from the heart of mankind is not productive. And like I said, the more we try to fix a problem, it only makes another problem. But thank God for the cruise. I said, thank God for the cruise. Elisha said, bring me a new cruise. The cruise. It was a vessel made of clay. It typified Christ. It typified the incarnation, God becoming man, God taking upon himself the likeness of sinful flesh. A new cruise. That's a vessel that had never been used before. It had no contamination in it it did not have any residue of anything previous that had been in it that would corrupt the new a new cruise jesus christ was perfect he did not have a sin nature he was born of the virgin mary he was not a result of natural procreation he did not have a sin nature to deal with 
Oh, but he was tempted in all points just like we are, yet without sin. You and I have a sin nature. Jesus Christ did not have a sin nature. But he was tempted. But he didn't have a sin nature because of his virgin birth. And he lived a perfect life. He never sinned. Never had an evil thought. Somebody told me the other day, said, I got my tongue under control, Brother James. It's just my thought life. I can't get my thoughts under control. I said, honey, that ain't the only problem you got. You might not say what you're thinking, but your body language tells me just about everything I need to know. I can tell by the eye rolling they don't like some of the things I say. Is anybody hearing me today? <laughs> you, you might not speak it, but I can look at your body language and tell. You just ain't going for what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But at any rate, a new cruise, Jesus Christ becoming a man, a new cruise had never been used for anything else, no residue, no sin nature, perfect in every way. And then he said, put salt therein, if you'll look there in verse 20, 2 Kings 2, verse 20. Salt is a type of the incorruptible Word of God. Jesus told the disciples, have salt in yourselves. In other words, the Word of God. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And everything that Jesus did was according to the Word of God. I want to show you the heart of the Lord this morning. Turn to Psalm 119, if you will. Psalm 119. This whole chapter reveals the heart of the Lord, but I want to zero in on a few verses here. The longest chapter in the Word of God has to do with the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Going back to Christ when he was 12 years old in the temple, they were astonished at his understanding of the word of God and the questions that they were asking him. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments. For thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. 
Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it and I will keep thy righteous judgments. That's Christ. He kept the word of God perfectly. He kept the law of God perfectly. And because of his perfection, he died on Calvary as a sacrifice for those of us who are not perfect. For those of us, which includes all of us, we've missed the boat. We have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Jesus Christ, thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for that new cruise. Thank God for the salt. Thank God for the word. They brought it to Elisha, if you look there in verse 21. And he went forth to the spring of waters. In other words, he went to the source of the problem. The source of man's problem today is the sin nature. It is the sin nature that needs to be addressed. Sadly and regrettably, that's the one thing that goes unaddressed because we're afraid in this day and age that we might offend somebody. Until you take it to the source and nip it in the bud at the source, you're going to have a problem. So Elisha went to the source. He went to the spring of waters and he cast the salt in there. The solution was very simple. But unbelief makes it complicated. Oh, let me say that again. The solution is very simple. But unbelief makes it complicated. Far too many preachers today are making it complicated with their psychological jargon. The problem can't be fixed with Freud, Maslow, and Rogers. It can only be fixed with the salt of the Word of God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which tells us about the cross, which tells us about the new cruise, the Lord Jesus Christ. He cast it in there. That's the only answer for the ills of mankind is the new cruise, Jesus Christ, and the salt of the Word of God. That's the answer. The Word of God, which tells us how Jesus died at Calvary for our sins. He cast in the salt. And then he said, if you look there in verse 21, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. Only when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior can the poison stream of the sin nature be addressed. Only when they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. And only then will there be no more death or barrenness. There will be life and fruitfulness. 
Are you getting this? So the waters were healed unto this day, verse 22, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. The elders of the city, by turning to Elisha, they were actually turning to God. And by turning to God, the problem was solved. This was the second miracle of Elisha, the healing of the waters of Jericho. It typified Christ becoming a man, dying on Calvary for our sins. And his death at Calvary opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and lives. And he can change your situation today just like he changed that situation that was in Jericho. Today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.